0: Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for Casual Conjurings, which is in training in season five. I'm Alicia Herter. I'm Derek. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're back
1: again. Oh, I like that. We should have like a very solid like guitar rift going on. Do not tempt me. Okay. We'll see, I we'll see what happens. <laughs> on today's episode, welcome to the coven of reprisal. Which is in the news and our manifestations for twenty twenty three?
0: Manifestations all about me. Twenty twenty three. It's all about you it's all about me it's all about alicia it's all about trees i said that,
1: that's what it should be
0: 23 all about trees
1: mm-hmm.
0: 2023
1: all about fleas
0: mm, no <laughs> what about fleece fleece is nice 2023 all about fleece mm-hmm. 2023 all about bees Buzz, buzz. Yes. Save them. Isn't that cute? 2033. All about bees. You heard it here first. Mm -hmm. It could be good or bad. We don't know.
1: (laughs) Bees in your hair. Bees Mm -hmm. in your clothes. Mm -hmm. Bees in your honey. Not in your honey. Delivering you your honey. Yep. Little little courier bees. (gasps) They do come. They like drop off the little honey. Mm -hmm. Like a nice little waitress. Throwing like chef's hats.
0: Adorable. It'll be so cute. And honestly, I really love this farm to table approach to honey. And not that the farm is owned by like some guy, but that like the the profit for their labor goes directly back to the bees. And then they can buy stocks and other companies and kind of like grow their wealth. And then bees generations from now can benefit from like this new bee based economy. Reparations for bees reparations everybody's talking about benedict Cumberpatch and his reparations he gotta give i love this i think this is great baby we made it we did it we came back
1: (laughs) kicking and screaming (laughs) myself dragging us by our hair (laughs) you must record the podcast
0: (laughs) the discord will not allow for insolence (laughs) they've waited too long it's been a minute it's been a second but like we've been busy yeah it's none of your business (laughs) it's none of your (laughs) business ah and it's back bees Mm -hmm. i love that what have you been up to how is your new year how's your transition um i mean that's a big question Mm -hmm. it's been like a month and a half Mm -hmm. i'm a different woman oh I part my hair on this side now.
1: Oh, she grown. She's grown. <laughs> She's a woman She's now. Huge. This is like the year you get married. Did you think about that? Is that yeah. like crushing you, or are you excited? Um, is it crushing you with how excited you are? Are you? Have you run yet? Are you <laughs> running
0: away? I mean, I'm I'm running at the gym. Yes, I'm doing a lot of exercise. Okay. And speaking of exercise, I did have a Christmas time enemy. Oh, yes. Can I tell you about it? I would love to hear about it. Okay. So, Allen, Texas.
1: Oh, what a place. It's basically like Friday Night Lights. Yes. Yeah. Except they don't let their kids, they are like under 21s, drink alcohol.
0: No, they don't.
1: They don't do that. But it's that kind of vibe. Yes. Very into football. Big
0: football stadium. Huge. Mm -hmm. Massive. My parents are always like, the taxes. And I'm like, what are those? (laughs) So... I've been going to the Allen, Texas natatorium Mm -hmm. for years now. I've been running away to my parents' house. A local. Locally run natatorium. Natatorium, if you are not familiar, is a place that you swim. It's like an indoor pool. The natatorium has a gym inside of it. So it's like kind of like a community center. Something that we all wish that we had in our small town that like wasn't lame, you know? Yes. So they have this really cute workout center inside the natatorium that's almost entirely populated by elderly people Ooh. which is my favorite people
1: that means you can have the bigger weights
0: this is a quick aside but the amount of men in khakis and braided belts that I saw working out
1: okay <laughs> with like
0: their polo shirts on a cowboy hat in, yes and they're like <laughs> on the elliptical like
1: <sighs> you better work grandpa
0: <laughs> so I've been going there for a long time
1: mm-hmm.
0: I wear the same thing for the most part but because I've been working out at Planet Fitness and everybody just wears sports bras and their, I don't know, yoga pants or whatever. Because
1: half of Planet Fitness is taking a picture in the
0: mirrors to like oh, yeah. prove you went to the gym.
1: Exactly. So you got to
0: look really good when you go to Planet Fitness in Brooklyn. 100%. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to the bed one, which is smaller and therefore less mirror space. So you really have to be like, you have to glow.
1: And you have to look better because… It's hard in Brooklyn to get a picture of just you. You're oh, getting other people in yeah, there. So exactly. you got to
0: make sure you look hotter than the other person. She knows. She knows. I know. I know. I live there. So I go to the natatorium mm-hmm. and I'm wearing a, a sports bra that hits pretty low, like okay. almost to the bottom of my ribcage. And then I'm wearing very high waisted yoga pants that cover well above my belly button. Yes. And I've never had any problems. And so I start stretching and I'm getting ready to start like my weight routine. And a woman comes up to me and she says, are you about to leave? And I was like, no, do you need something? Because I'm thinking something's wrong with the mats. Like she Mm -hmm. needs like some help with something. Like something's wrong with my car. And this whole time that we're in Texas, I'm talking to Mike Bobrinskoy about how great this natatorium is because again, like jazzercise, I love the elderly. Yes. So he comes this time. I finally convince him. It's his first time there. This woman comes up to me. She says, are you about to leave? I say, no. She says, well, you need to cover up because it's our policy. You can't be showing a midriff. And I kid you not, I have a photo and I will post it. (laughs) An inch and a half. All I have is a, literally a wool sweater and my puffer jacket.
1: You put the jacket on. You're like,
0: here we go. And I'm like, I'm going to overheat. Like, you cannot work out in a wool sweater.
1: But think of a lawsuit if you did
0: overheat. That's, That's sick. painted. Yeah. So I tie it around my waist and it doesn't cover up all of my midriff because it's so, the midriff is so, in such a weird spot, it's like my last rib. Yeah. And there's no way to kind of tie my sweatshirt to cover it. and um, And she was basically like, if you can't cover it, you have to leave. And I'm so embarrassed because this woman works here and she wasn't upstairs, which means some old ass motherfucker went downstairs and complained about my body.
1: Amazing. To, oh, they were just jealous.
0: Two and that's what my mom said. My yes. mom said and she's gonna feature greatly in this story. Yeah. She was like, some woman's husband was looking at you mm-hmm. and um and she got jealous. But I was like, it doesn't matter why, how. I come from New York City. Where you mind your fucking business. Mm-hmm. If the homeless man is jerking off in the corner, you look away. Unless you're into it. Then you watch. Then you wa- look him in the eye.
1: But you are part of the problem at yes. that point. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yes. So I'm about to cry. And Mike's very much like… Mike's like, I'm never going back to the gym ever again. I told you. <laughs> I told you. There is no safe gym. No. So he was like, the gym overlooks the natatorium. Mm -hmm. So it overlooks the pool with these men, these 80, 90-year-old elderly men with their fucking old man titties hanging out all over this fucking pool. There are people in bikinis that you can literally look at while you're fucking on the treadmill. That's kind of weird. And, like, I'm supposed to be able to look at that, but my midriff is too risque, It's too Jezebel. Mm -hmm. And I did say that as I was walking out, I was like, I guess I didn't realize I was dressed like such a whore. (laughs) And I said it a couple times. Good. When I felt like the audience was different. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so I go home to my mom. I'm like, oh, wait till my mother hears about this. And I shake my pale little fist into the air. But the thing is, wait until your mother hears about (laughs) this. (laughs) Tamara. So she hears about this. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's living. Good. And my mom has this thing. She loves to write a letter. Ooh. And she found the offices and personal mailing addresses of the mayor. Oh, the Allen. mayor. Good. The Parks and Rec Department, like every assistant, to all these motherfuckers, and wrote letters. Being like, this is sexist. This is archaic. There are other gyms very close by that do not have this policy. Mm -hmm. It is wild to me that you would make my daughter leave and make her feel bad about her body, which reinforces all of these stereotypes. And also, guess what? It's 2022 at the time, and Mm -hmm. there is no reason why this should exist. And she was like, I'm telling everybody, I'm going on Facebook, oh. I'm calling all these people. My mom is like a member of all these like liberal women's groups in Texas. She was like, I'm telling everyone. Oh, And we man. will never return.
1: You're me too the natatorium. 100%. <laughs>
0: so yesterday, which would be, I guess, last week, mm-hmm. last Tuesday, I get a text message from my mom. She's like, I've received a phone call oh. in the city of Allen apologizes to you. You should get a key. And that's what I said. That's what I said. (laughs) I said, I want the key to the city. (laughs) I want every key. Yes. To every janitor's closet. In all the city. So they wanted to call me personally, apologize, and I said, no, that's too cringy. But uh, I'm going to get a letter of apology, which I'm going to frame. Ooh, okay. And here's the big thing, is that they're changing the policy. Yes. So one of the big things I learned about the end of 2022 is that like, we're kind of told not to complain. We're told to like, whatever happens, let it go. It's like, you know, it's not about you. But it could be about the next person mm-hmm. and the person after that. And that it costs you nothing to just go to your representatives and be like, this is fucked up. Yeah. This is really fucking fucked up. And Tammy Kick, I felt like really showed up for me. I and
1: love showed this. showed up for every
0: woman after me.
1: I love that. What good energy to bring into the year. Like you have power, you have choice, you you can stand up for yourself, you can stand up for other people, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you got to ruffle some feathers
0: to get shit done. Exactly. Damn. I love this. So tell me about your break. Tell me, what did you do? What did you read? Who did we see? Oof, sorry. Well,
1: that's too much, but I'll tell you the main highlight. Tell me. So we had gifts, and I… I knew what my gifts would be, and that was great. So I received a Game Boy Advance.
0: What? Mm-hmm. Oh, my god! Purple, like
1: the one I had from that <gasps> translucent purple. Yes. Had it in childhood, and Pokemon Yellow. <gasps> That's the one I had. Is that oh the one gosh. you had? I had Pokemon Yellow and Pokemon Red. Yeah. <laughs> and I had never finished either. I've never, like, finished a game. Mm. And I have to tell you, you're looking at the Pokemon League champion. Right
0: now? Already? Right now.
1: 46 hours later. That's <gasps> not oh, even two days. She better work. She worked. <laughs> you know? She,
0: she is a professional. I went and slayed
1: and I feel like it taught me a lot about myself actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had never allowed myself to like really play a game mm-hmm. or to use my time in that manner mm-hmm. because it's not productive. It was for my heart. Not really for anything else. But I allowed it. It was a lot of fun. I had a great bond with my Pikachu. I am a champion. I have two legendary birds, so I'm going to (gasps) keep playing and get Moltres and try to get that fucking Mm -hmm. Mewtwo. And if you have any of those fucking hard Pokemon, like, trade them with me. Someone out there. Because I want to get all 150, and that's not even possible.
0: Yeah, because the Pokemon Yellow, there's, like, exclusives. Mm -hmm. I don't get
1: Ekans. Mm -hmm. I don't get Meowth and Mm -mm. Persian. I don't get coughing and you don't even get fucking uh weedle and ca- or weedle and kakuna and beedrill you don't get those ones why i don't know tell me your team okay my team my team's che- i no, there's no cheating no there's only being the best yeah okay but listen to how it went down so my team i had from the beginning i had the two niterents and like nido queen nido king mm-hmm. okay we've got pidgey all the way to pidgey it. we've got Pikachu, who just, you know, stays fucking Pikachu. And then who are the others? It's pretty, oh, Charmander to Charizard and Squirtle to Blastoise. And so that's my original team. And I was like, the, the Nidos, they're not helping. You know, they're not really helping here. They're fine, they're not helping. Pidgeot, fine, but also not helping. So I swapped those. So I had the Moltres and Articuno instead. And who's my last one? I think I'm missing one. Yeah, you need six. I need six. I had six. Damn. I'm going to have to get back to you on that. Did you give them fun names? Oh, absolutely not. Okay, because you are. Because the moment they fainted, it was really going to hurt me. Yep. So I can't give them fun names. Yeah. And attach like, what if I called one Artemis and it fainted? I would have to go kill myself. <laughs> you know, can you imagine that? Yeah. So, but that was a team. We won. It was glorious. And I have to tell you, the double A battery fiasco mm-hmm. that was the first three days. I'm telling you, we had like two extra pairs of double A batteries. Thought it was fine. Marcel orders some. He accidentally orders triple A batteries. But I was like, what else in the house? Zoom, I took those batteries. Yep. Took those batteries from the Zoom. I was like, you know what? This is more important right now. Yeah. And I'm like, remote? Remote doesn't even use AA batteries. So I'm going through shit. And I was like, you know what? I have this way too large, very human-esque, veiny dildo. And I was like, I'm taking it. Yeah. I'm taking the batteries. Yeah, There are no batteries in that thing. We are on a journey right now. The vibrator, out of commission. But we had to invest in rechargeable AA batteries. And that really came through. Because you were a And the environment. In two hours, they'd be like done, you know. You're kidding me. They'd be me. depleted,
0: yeah. I felt like I was constantly running out, but I mm-hmm. thought maybe that was because I had dumb little nine-year-old brain.
1: I think where it's time is up. yeah. But also, so this one Marcel was able to get a Game Boy Advance that was modded, so the screen in the back had like a light. because that's a big problem if you can remember like trying to go under the light to play the game because if you weren't under a direct lampshade then you couldn't see it exactly yeah at night so I think the light kind of made it drain the battery more but it was like go 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 and I'm like there was like a whole day where I couldn't play because I was just (gasps) waiting for batteries to arrive and I had Um, used up the vibrator batteries and
0: you were addicted at that point at that point
1: dopamine it was literally like I can't my dreams were like kind of like battle mode. Yeah. And so it's like, I'd talk to a person in my dream and he'd be like, which attack do you do? (laughs) I'm like, hmm, (laughs) bubble.
0: You know? So it's like, it was crazy. So do do you feel like maybe you're open to doing more games, other games, only if they're on Game Boy Advance or maybe other systems? How is Alicia feeling about games? Maybe
1: if they were on a Game Boy Advance. (laughs) I don't know. It seems like a gateway drug. Yeah. Like I'm going from like Pokemon Yellow to Heroin. So I just want to like, mm-hmm. but there's really nothing that really has that pull. I am interested in maybe the next Pokemon one, but I don't even know if that's on a Game Boy Advance. And if it's not, it I is- don't want to buy a new system for nothing. You yeah. Know? Yeah.
0: No, you can get, I think it's the next two mm-hmm. are playable on Game Boy Advance. Okay. And the next one after that is Gold and Silver where you get a toga togepi oh that's pretty and cute and that starts where you can like you make pokemon eggs and they like that grow up as babies crazy. it's fun it's so okay. much fun
1: that sounds i don't know i don't know if i can jump that deep in yet no
0: take your time i'm not here to press you i'm just saying at any point there is a whole basket of eggs mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. you well that is lovely I would very much love it if at some point you would name a Pokemon after me and you would tell me what Pokemon it was and that it would not be a muck <laughs> or some equivalent. Alicia, what's your favorite Pokemon? I mean,
1: Pikachu. Yeah. I'm a loyalist, really. Mm-hmm. Like, deep down. it's like it's A traditionalist. One boyfriend, one best friend, and one Pikachu. <laughs> like, that's me. Mm-hmm. That's me all the way.
0: I love that. I love that.
1: Thank you. We should probably start talking about Fuck, yeah, how far are we in? I don't know, too far. 24 minutes?
0: Whatever, we didn't do a lot Five of minutes was for like this, bullshit. so this is mostly... <laughs> <laughs> this is just chatting, I We think. were We were tired. Okay, so, baby witches, before we get into it, we do have to talk about our Patreon, which, if you've missed us during this whole break, Patreon hasn't fucking missed a beat. They haven't missed anything. In fact, they gained something. They did, they got an extra episode. Yep, Back last to week. back. Mm-hmm. So, one of the reasons... That we're wrapping the Patreon, other than the fact that it has over 30 hours of extra content. That's pretty sick. Um, and 75 extra bonus episodes. Is That's that- too many. It's so many. Can you imagine when we get to 100? It, we should blow it up at that point. <laughs> Just pop, you know, something <laughs> <Delete>. like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> our hard work. But Alicia and I are separating <gasps> physically, not emotionally. But Alicia's moving to Los Angeles. woo! So in actually not that much time. So Alicia and I need to get recording equipment. If you've listened to our last few like distant, what is it called? Remote. Remote recordings. Recordings. Mm -hmm. It is something that we are continuously working on. So Alicia and I need to get new recording equipment. We need to be able to build our spaces because we probably only have two more months of being in person. Oh my god! So last week was us talking about our year one. But then next week is going to be Alicia and I talking about the astrology ahead. this
1: year. Of this year. Which I'm very excited about. I'm in the trenches right now. Mm -hmm. I'm reading everything. I'm listening to everything. I'm mapping out star charts, you know. Mm -hmm.
0: Hopefully it's a good year. She's crunching the numbers. I really am. She's in the mainframe.
1: What are degrees of everything?
0: (laughs) No, that's too much. That's too much. And then another thing we want to talk about is that Baby witches. Something that we've learned from the Discord is that y'all are doing stuff. I love it. Secret stuff. Mm -hmm. And secret spells. So we would like to open up you giving us some listener spells. Yeah. It would be so helpful. But also, a lot of these spells that we're seeing on the Discord, we think that other baby witches that maybe aren't a part of that community could really benefit from. I love that.
1: And, of course, we'd, like, give you
0: credit for it. Of course, all the big things.
1: But it's just nice to share witchcraft and mm-hmm. to give people insight.
0: So, speaking of witchcraft, baby, five years later. Oh, my gosh. Can- Welcome to the coven. Welcome back to the coven. Okay. In 2018. Oh, my gosh. You and I, in Peggy Cipher's upstairs bedroom. Did
1: you... We were like twenty six. Yeah, we weren't even twenty seven yet. No, we were like children. We were like fetuses.
0: Yeah, it's like kind of who embarrassing. gave us a beer. I do not think that we had anything good to say. <laughs> we were. It's funny. Okay, so we so we opened up the episode. I think I, we had lots of good things to say. <laughs> <laughs> we opened up the episode with full NPR voices. Oh yeah, hello and welcome. I was like, that's not my voice. I like it though. I'm like, that's sexy. (laughs) Tell me the news. So we went back, listened to our five-year-old first episode. So much I felt like rang true and so much was just like, oh, Taryn Alicia read this somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it didn't actually like speak to like our experience. Mm, Okay. Because we were so at the beginning of it. And we were so new. We were babies. Yeah. And now I feel like I'm a preteen. Oh, shit. You're going to fuck shit up. I got a training bra on. You're sneaking out.
1: i look at that guy by the pool.
0: Yeah. He's going to
1: bend over and I'm going to be like, hey. And then I'm going to run.
0: Yeah. I'm embarrassed. Because I have shame. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Me, my braces. Woof, we're out.
0: So, Alicia, I want to yes. ask you five years later, what do you think a witch is? Oh, dude, I don't fucking know anymore. What?
1: <laughs> What do you mean you oh, don't Everyone's no. a witch. Everything's a witch. We're witches all the time. The chair's a witch. The chair's a witch. I know the a- animism thing <laughs> really fucked with me, honestly. <laughs> I can't play these games anymore. But I feel like a witch is someone looking to find a way, positive or negative, to just add agency to their life and to have a spiritual practice that connects them to either a god, goddess, the world, whatever – greater connection, greater oomph, greater zhuzh Mm -hmm. that they want to be connected with. Mm -hmm. What do you think?
0: No, that really resonates with me. I think Mm -hmm. the idea that like a witch can be ascribed to anyone that's like seeking. Mm -hmm. I think this concept of like someone that's like trying to create agency in a world where everything feels like it's out of control. Yes. is like... It's so relatable.
1: And it's, we started the podcast, so it was 2018. So we were mid Trump. Yeah, I know. Like two years in, like right before the, not the primaries, midterms, the primaries, right before the midterms. And it did feel a lot because there was a kind of a huge exodus isn't the right word, but kind of like a huge wave of newfound witches Mm -hmm. coming into the spotlight kind of trying to find a way to progressively battle what was happening in our like political climate Mm -hmm. and now we're kind of we're over that one we're we're still riding a wave like the wave we are on surf we are surfing through this Mm -hmm. but it's interesting throwing like a global pandemic in it and just more things that we've Been shown to have been completely out of our control and completely out of like almost anyone's like vision or prophecy of what could have happened. Yeah. And how that's still maintained like this level of witchcraft and people are still interested in it. And I feel like right now it might be ebbing a little bit, but I think it's going to be like a constant like ebb and flow of is this really hot right now? Is this not hot right now? And like, why is that Mm -hmm. the case?
0: I think we had done so much research about the fact that every time there is like all of this chaos and all of this questioning, people don't necessarily turn to like these big systems and like these big, I almost want to say like conglomerates of like religion Mm -hmm. Um, because there's like kind of this feeling that like, well, I've been doing all of this for what, how many decades, and it's not helping. So they kind of, like, have this desire to return to something that's, like, either older or newer, mm-hmm. but both of those things are kind of the same. Right now, it makes sense to me that we would be in an ebb because, like, there's kind of this, quote, return to normalcy. Yes. There's this feeling that, like, I can kind of plan for what I'm going to do in the next year. Like, mm-hmm. once the election happened, the midterms happened, I felt like there was a – um Like this collective breath. Yeah. You know? I would also say that like um, there's this movement to reclaim spirituality. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's because we've been doing the artist's way, but like (laughs) God is a woman and she's on our side. We're tapped in. We are tapped into the synchronicity. But like reclaiming like the idea of like a power beyond yourself and that you are like a part of something and that we're all a part of something – but taking it out of all of this context that has been building over the past, like, 2,000, 3,000 years that's so patriarchal mm-hmm. and is really more focused on, like, your individual power.
1: I think people are very over institutions. Yes. And even there's been news articles about how churches, like, are having the lowest attendance yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, they tried to do Zoom and, like, remote, I don't know, gospel during the <laughs> pandemic. I don't know but- what you call it. Remote confession? So I don't think that it's like people being lazy and not wanting to go back. I think there's genuinely after like reflection, because everyone had some level of reflection with the pandemic. People are realizing that these larger institutions just aren't for them, or maybe it's like the people they are, Uh, you know, there Mm -hmm. could be like multiple factors at work. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really interesting to see how people are kind of moving away from churches, which have been so sacred. And now moving into, like, how to even, like, practice their own religion at home without, I don't know, having, like, some kind of authority looming over you telling you if you're doing it right or not. Yes. And that's kind of very much, like, what witchcraft has always been Mm -hmm. about. And now I feel like we're at a point where it's become so individualized. I wonder if that's also our culture right now is very preachy of individualism like which isn't necessarily a good thing mm-hmm. but it's just interesting to see how all of that's kind of being like poured in to like the new 2023 and stirred about mm-hmm. like a little cocktail and we'll we're just gonna have to find out if it's the right ingredients or if the cocktail's too strong or if I really need a little bit more gin in
0: this uh do you have predictions how are you feeling about the individualism of spirituality right now no wrong answers
1: no wrong answers I think it's gonna be still very individualistic but I think people are kind of craving more of a like come to the earth come to a community so I think it'll depend it's really interesting with the discord because it's a bunch of people from all over the globe Mm -hmm. just talking to each other and some of it's about witchcraft and some of it's not about witchcraft But basically just trying to find this community of shared interests and practice and, like, believe in the same thing, support each other. And I think people really need that, although I don't know if everyone's searching for that yet. Agree.
0: Agree. Yeah. Yeah. There's kind of, like, I feel like these three sects, there's, like, very old paganism, which is very much concerned with, like, the traditional. Mm -hmm. And so many of our episodes have covered, like, how – not traditional the traditional is so there's that sect which is like this is the way and I think that's very much laid in like institutions this thing that you've said that like we are coming away from which I agree with then there's like this like almost cosplay (laughs) elements of paganism that feels like someone has decided that this is an interesting or cool thing to believe in there's like a part of it that feels difficult to relate to because it's like mirrors reflecting on mirrors like it's just like a it's 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 not real it's like an echo yeah and then there is like what I would almost call like a neo neo paganism (laughs) which is like I don't want to call like a spicy psychology but it's like spicy psychology mixed with like I want to have that um sublime feeling Mm -hmm. and I want to recognize like the whole and the universe and if I were to like, uh, uh, you know, um, apply them like Instagram accounts or like colors yeah. or whatever, you know, it's like it's like it's a it's a gradient where like one's like really opaque and one's like very transparent. Yeah. And I think that like whenever I've been to pagan events, it has always been either this is like some blood shit and this is too traditional and this is like I cannot access this or like this is Gen Con or like yes. some kind of convention or are cosplaying as like witches and that doesn't have the power behind it because mm-hmm. it's like vapid in some way. And it just seems, I don't know, goofy. It just seems goofy. It's goofy. goofy and mm-hmm. it's like, no, this is real to me. And so I think that as witchcraft and witches move forward, I'm very interested to see how these three kind of sex align. How do you combine them? We all kind of want the same thing. yeah
1: ish. I don't know what people do. And that might be why witchcraft is so like vast and different is because people want different things, kind of depending on like the lens you're looking through. Mm -hmm. Because if you're coming from, I'm just saying maybe, you can tell me I'm wrong. No, no, no. But like, listen. I'm listening. An older generation who's like, no, I need it to be more like this, more institutionalized, more like in a box, like there are rules, then you can have that. And then witchcraft is weird on the other end where you can be like, I'm loosey-goosey. I'm going to pull a tarot card, but now I'm going to forget about it for six months. But yeah, I'm still a witch. That's fine too. And so it's just, it's such a wide gamut right now. Mm -hmm. And it's also interesting with the conservative aspects of it too. Because I feel like it 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 was very pushed in 2016. This is like a progressive thing to do. Yes. Be a witch, reclaim femininity, like all of this stuff. And now it's kind of like, it becomes that like psychic con artist-y kind of vein where it's like, this crystal will cure your cancer. And Actually,
0: I 100% believe it. Her eyes, baby witches, if you could see her eyes, hypnotize it. My crystal eyes, here's <laughs> yours.
1: But it's kind that's kind of in a like. You know, you learn about the Illuminati once and watch like six videos and now it's kind of like always lingering in your head and you're like, is that real? Is that not real? But then choosing to believe it's real. Mm -hmm. Some kind of like dark, not even dark magic. I don't even think it's like dark magic per se, but like darker context where it can be taken as like, well, I'm doing this thing and I'm better than you because I'm more connected to the earth, to the gods, blah, 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 blah. You know? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. So I think it's just very... But that's also like the joy of witchcraft is that you can just make it be whatever you fucking want.
0: Well, it's it's like, that's it, Like, uh, you like can be cult, crazy. You cults know? are still bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cults are still bad even if they believe in crystals. That's true. Cults are still bad. You know what? Jonestown mm-hmm. loved people of color, loved gay people. Oh, good. Still murderous. Something I'm also interested in is how like health and fitness mm-hmm. and, uh, and wellness has really been absorbed into like this witchcraft area and also absorbed also into conservative thought. Yeah,
1: and I think the pandemic definitely accelerated that kind of thinking because it became so clear because they're were all already like anti-vaxxers before the pandemic. The pandemic kind of like almost rebranded it and gave it a new look, you know, mm-hmm. like a new haircut. Mm-hmm. And you know... you can totally understand it because you're thinking I want to reconnect to the earth I want to just be like part of the earth only eat earth things like a lot of this health and wellness too and like anti-vax big anti-vax thing is trying to just like eat of the earth and like trying to literally like get rid of all the junk that's in canned food and shit like that food is medicine exactly and so which is great like using herbs and stuff to like you should be eating more of the earth like it does make you healthier but then where is the point where you're like actually I'm just gonna completely disregard all science because science isn't of the earth is it and where it's like well yeah it is but this is kind of where the argument's going is like I mean I must know better than everyone else and I think that's kind of where the delusional creeps in but I also think That's something you can really catch yourself on is like the delusions intertwined with witchcraft. Not meaning to say anyone who's listening is completely delusional. But if you're like, you do a tarot reading for your friend and they get like, I don't know, the fucking tower, something like that. And then you're just absolutely convinced that something awful is going to happen to them, that you just like, you know, you bring it up and everything and it's like, okay, well, we don't need that kind of energy. We don't need
0: that. No. Okay. I recognize like the entire like Western scientification of all things. Okay. And leaving because like if you accept science as like the the ultimate truth, which is one of the things that I do is that I love science and I love things that are going on. Mm-hmm. But that if you accept that as your God, like you pull like so much like meaning and joy out of things because you can kind of like clinicalize like Everything. all of your experiences. And so there is room for like kind of, I feel like in everybody's life, like this awe and joy and things that do not have to be put into a spreadsheet and analyzed. Mm-hmm. And um, you can just like accept them as, as they are because like we are both material science database beings but we are also like these beings having an experience and it's very i don't know unhealthy to put an experience into a spreadsheet but what i'm trying Mm -hmm. to say i'm trying to say is that like while recognizing that i don't reject everything science and i feel like so many people are like no either you have to be a firm atheist who only like subscribes to like science, or your this fucking kook, yeah, who um, believes that like the pyramids were not built by people and like <laughs> that like ancient aliens, like you, you you can you have to be on either side because like these two things cannot exist mm-hmm. in the same place. I think that's like such an unhealthy place to be. Like we should be able to hold all of these all these lines yeah. of, like, um ideas, like, two things can be true. Mm-hmm. Like, does that make sense? Like, I feel like so much of our society and so much of, like, witchcraft and spirituality and and politics, honestly, today yeah. is, like, two things can't be true. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I, th- I think that they can, though. Yeah. You
1: know? No, I agree. And I feel like that narrative of being, like, one or the other is definitely pushed in American politics and kind of bleeds into everything
0: else. Because mm-hmm. we have the center.
1: Yeah. And who knows, it like chicken or the egg? Like what is happening here? Exactly. Like we can't really tell. But it is like, why can't we all chill? Yeah. Why can't we all just have a good time? Mm-hmm. Be nice to each other. That's
0: all I want. Kiss each just other. Just Kiss. Please. Okay, we have to move on. So, okay, so our next point, this is bullet point number two. So we talked about what is a witch. Mm-hmm. And the answer is? Whoever the fuck wants to be. Okay. And then, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And and then another question that we talked about in our first episode is, um, is there anyone that suffers or is at risk by being called a witch? And we had talked about um, trials and persecutions, um, witch hunts. But one of the things that I really learned, honestly, through you and, like, your personal research is, like, how many people both in the U.S. and also abroad are actually very much at risk physically Mm -hmm. by being called a witch?
1: And so many people. We actually have two witches in the news that kind of touch upon it. But, yeah, I mean, being termed a witch isn't necessarily good because a lot of... Other cultures' perception of like what a witch is is this is a malevolent person who's doing mm-hmm. harm on me. Mm-hmm. It's not a like, what crystals you have, bish kind of vibe. It's actually like very scary. And we've been kind of commenting on this since we started. I don't know if it was in the first witches in the news, but very quickly it was like, oh, children are being persecuted in some countries because. They're orphans, and we don't know what to do with them, so I don't know. It kind of looked at me funny. Maybe they're a witch. Mm-hmm. Let's kill them. Like, it's just, it's very mucky. Yeah. And so it's like we're having this big, like, philosophical talk about who can be a witch and why to be a witch, and then in some countries, it's like, you don't want to be deemed a witch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it's not safe. mm mm-hmm. And it's very sad because you would think, I don't know, we kind of got inundated with like these cute 90s-esque witches. Like it's so much fun, like Western mentality. And it's like, okay, well, this isn't true everywhere. And kind of having to be mindful of the fact that like our Western thoughts and problems are not the same and recognized every other place. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's kind of the same like people – are persecuted in a lot of places and not just for being like a witch, like for other reasons as well, like LGBT, trans, like BIPOC, so many things. It's hard.
0: Let, I mean, let's talk about like queer culture mm-hmm. and um, and witchcraft. So obviously one of the questions that comes up often is who can be a witch? Who mm-hmm. can own this title? And of course our philosophy I feel like is Anyone can be a witch yeah, and you define it yourself. And that's so many, because of this, so many people from the queer community have kind of flocked to this place where even like, I feel like it was just a few episodes ago where mm-hmm. um, witchcraft and paganism is a place where trans people are not just tolerated. Mm-hmm. Queer people are not just tolerated, that they are celebrated, that they are sacred. And that is something that is so moving to me. Then the Gardnerian witch letter from people that, quote, identified themselves as traditional Gardnerian witches. In 2022. In 2022, we're like, guess what? Uh, There are two genders and it has to do with your genitals. Yeah. And I think about that all the time, about how a place that is supposed to be safe, Mm -hmm. a place that is supposed to be like sacred would come at would attack its existing community in such a way. It, it's just like heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. It's devastating. And it's so sad. It's like,
1: I, th- and I think that's with the culture changing as well that, you know, we can be more accepting than other people have been. Doesn't mean you can't be accepting. Like, if you have these rigid, exclusive rules, maybe you should check yourself. But I also think like we, have been, you know, very luckily born into a time where we can much more go against the grain and like support people and be allies to people. Whereas that was harder to do even like 30 years ago. 30 years ago. That's like we were literally born. That's crazy. What a different time it must have been, you know? (laughs) The 90s. The 90s. But even like in the 80s, just to give us a little more (laughs) distance. The 80s. Like it's a different time. And I think – What's unfortunate was a lot of, like, 70s, 80s Wicca, it was very much, it was a great place for gays and lesbians, but it's because they had felt so ousted from their other community, and so now it's like, oh, I can, like, date who I want, love who I want, fuck who I want, and then now with trans, just getting more light because i mean trans people have always been around like Mm -hmm. you'll find history documents of like people back ages ago but i think something with like how they saw their freedom is kind of being taken away when it's like it's not being taken away it's just we're becoming more open to more people we're becoming more experiences of life yeah more exactly which is a good thing it's not a bad thing so it's still very shocking and like why in the world would you exclude someone mm-hmm. just because they're like trans or gender non-conforming? Like who
0: cares? And we talked about this in the in the sex magic episode, the idea of like because of, and I firmly believe that because of the language and the mindset of like all of these people that kind of da, 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 da came up, quote, came up with sex magic, mm-hmm. that they didn't have the vocabulary to kind of talk about gender in a way like it's a it's like sex gender these things are connected thing goes into the thing and it makes a thing yeah. right I feel like they just didn't have the vocabulary to talk about the idea of these two different mm-hmm. energies interacting with one another and now that we do people get really upset because they're like no it's it's masculine and feminine energy and it's like no it actually doesn't have to be Mm-hmm. It can be red and blue energy. It can be sun and moon energy. It can be just like it doesn't have to be connected to this thing that literally humans are the only ones that think about it, yeah, you know, like exactly. it's 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 so I can't believe it takes up space in people's brains, no, I can't either. But you do
1: have to keep in mind like the DSM termed gay people like this is a mental illness. For yeah. the longest time. Yeah, and you're then of right. course it was trans as well, but it was like that changed in the nineteen hundreds. So I think we're just seeing the big strokes of change. They're just like they have to happen kind of at their own time, unfortunately. And usually it's when, you know, the masses push back enough. Mm-hmm. Which is what's so great. So Which makes it so great that Tammy's sticking up for you, being slut-shamed
0: and fucking Texas. Oh, my man. I mean, Tammy's from Oakland. I know. Like, her best friend She's growing like, up was gay. Like, it doesn't make sense that no. she would ever be like, uh, I'm going to take this sitting down.
1: Exactly. Um, and I think that's a lot of it. I think that's something witchcraft does really well is it, like, revitalizes people to want to speak up and, like, want to defend themselves and other people and support mm-hmm. other people and because it's become a lot less, especially with the pandemic, about you need to like work or do something useful to like make your life worth living. It's more like, oh, you're just allowed to be alive.
0: Yeah, you are.
1: And I don't think that's really been
0: a mindset in this country, at least, ever. So, is there anyone that shouldn't be a witch? We talked about the connection of like, Should queer people be allowed to be witches? The answer is yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But Alicia, is there anyone that you feel like shouldn't be a witch? My hot take. Alicia's hot take. (laughs) Alicia's hot tamale. My hot take is I think
1: you have to sit with yourself and know yourself. If you want to be a witch to just hex people and bring bad into other people's lives – I don't think that's a good enough reason to be a witch. I mean, not to say those people don't exist, but I think you need to, you know, take the yin and yang. You need the positive to balance the negative. So if you're going only with kind of like hatred in your heart, in which there are many things to hate, like I totally get that, but I feel like you're missing the benefits Mm -hmm. of being a witch Mm -hmm. and of just enjoying witchcraft and enjoying the community. I just don't think everything has to be all nasty all the time. You know? I don't know. Yeah.
0: That's how I feel. It's not about witchcraft. Mm-hmm. It's about any avenue in which to exact. Um, we joke a lot about revenge mm-hmm. on this podcast. And I will get my revenge. But um, <laughs> no, I think that like there's kind of this tier in witchcraft that is magic that is to exact. um pain and hurt and ill on other people yeah and everyone like kind of goes through it and everybody learns about it and I think that there are people that get stuck in it and there are people that are seeking that and um I'm never here to tell anybody how to live their lives because I do mind my business but it's not you you poison yourself so much with that and of course there's the threefold rule Mm mm-hmm which is the only rule that I ascribe to, which is the energy that you put out into the world and the things that you, you know, exact your power onto, they come back to you threefold. Yeah. So
1: that's like the scariest
0: rule, too. It is tough. It's tough, Cs. Uh, like, Yikes. Yeah. I think that our culture has a really hard time. And this is maybe I'm speaking from myself. hmm With forgiveness. Yeah. And letting things go. Mm-hmm. And I would love for in the future for witchcraft to be a place that really elevates like that act. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying let the auditorium call me a Jezebel. I'm saying you don't have to put that woman who called you the Jezebel's name in the freezer. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's not about her. It's about the system.
1: Yeah, you put the system's name in the freezer. The The whole system. The man. Yeah. No, I think that. And I think, you know, you can't say everyone. There are some bad people. But I think most people deserve redemption if they, like, have earned it. Mm -hmm. And we should also allow for that, to, like, let people seek that. Yeah. Instead of trying to make it 20 times more difficult for them to do so. So how – okay, I want to be a witch. This is the first episode I'm ever starting at. Wow, it's been so enlightening.
0: <laughs> That's crazy that this is your first episode. This is my first episode. I'm so sorry.
1: How do I become a witch? Like, what do I need? What's my starter pack?
0: Okay. What's so, in the belt? So what's in the belt? This is in our tool belt. So this is... One of my favorite things about listening to the past episode was listening to the witchy starter pack, and you can totally tell that we were like, these are the things you have to buy. <laughs> the next witchy starter pack... You don't need anything. You almost buy nothing. <laughs> and I think that this is just because like come with time. Yeah. And um, so this is Baby Witches. This is your witchy starter pack. So the first thing. Which is kind of nice because I want to mention. Because when you're
1: starting out, you feel like you need to prove yourself. Yeah. And so what we're telling you is you don't need to
0: prove yourself. You don't. But
1: anyway, buy our merch. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: subscribe to our Patreon. There you go. So the first thing that you need is a journal, and um, you're going to call this your grimoire. So I really championed, I feel like, this concept in the first episode, and I'd like to do it again, but I feel like having a journal, it can really help to kind of just have a place to park your thoughts, experiment, catalog your process, And you can really make it whatever you want it to be. So maybe you track the moon cycles. Maybe you write down like which metaphysical companies that you think suck and the ones that you like and Mm. uh, the ones you would recommend to a friend. And maybe you just like write down your intentions over and over and over again. But I think that having a place where you just word vomit and brain drain is really important. And I do want to say that it does not have to be a physical place. I do give a lot of weight to like the idea that writing something down and taking the time, like the slow thought of writing something down is really helpful for me. But I want to say yes, of course, it's fine if it's a Google Doc. Yes, of course, it can be in your notes app. I want to say next up, any kind of cleansing and warding material. So everybody talks about clear quartz, uh, the sage, the palo santo, um, the salt, the silver bell. And all of these are, of course, totally cool, but we have a whole episode about cleansing and warding that you could totally tap into. There's tons of stuff. There's um, these little guardians that sit outside your house. There's, um, you just tell spirits to go away. I love that. (laughs) You just command them. You command them. (laughs) You say, away, spirits. So any kind of like cleansing and warding material because like there is this sense that you have to protect your energy, but also you have to know your own energy because yeah. you're constantly assaulted with all of this other stuff that's not your own. And even that's just like learning how to say no. Boundaries. Boundaries. Um, something else that I would encourage you to do is research your local area and your own lineage. So people will load you up, well, with a ton of books. They'll say, read this. Read that. This is for beginners. And these are probably all really great recommendations. And um, we actually had this question in our Patreon AMA, and I felt like we had a lot of really great recommendations. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel like, and I don't know if you can relate, some of these books are just like a slog. They're dense, dude. They're, And it's like, how the fuck am I supposed to relate to the fact that like, Purple means this, and green means this. That even that sounds more interesting than half the shit I read. Yeah, oh Damn, you know, Jesus Christ. And you're gonna get this is another thing we run into a lot during our research is that you're gonna get a ton of conflicting information because one person will say this and another person will say this and someone will say this about chrysanthemums and another person will be like chrysanthemums are the devil. <laughs> So here's what you're looking for when you are researching your local area and your personal lineage, because both of these things exist in the real world, but also they have things that affect you. You're, exp- mm-hmm. you're being, having experiences. They have power. Yeah. So your local area, things you're going to have, you're going to have local lore. Mm-hmm. You're going to have indigenous plants and animals. Um, you're going to have indigenous people that you should probably acknowledge and also probably give some fucking money to. <laughs> <laughs> like, Let's be real. And then um, history. So Magic and spirituality has uh, existed in all human histories, and the place that you're in, however new a development it might feel like, however suburban it might feel like, there's going to be um, history within that place that's going to be really interesting, which you can tap into. Yeah. Check out,
1: like, a local cemetery or something. Like, see who's <gasps> that's a Who's the know. Who do we need to know at the cemetery? They might actually clue you into some of that local history where you can find some witchy magic shit. And maybe some fucked up shit too, but I love that's them. part of the fun. They're dead. It's okay.
0: <laughs> Let's make fun of them. Yes. And then your lineage. So where you were born, where your grownups were born, where their grown-ups were born, um their religions, their beliefs, their customs, their superstitions. So I'm just going to give you like a couple little tidbits. Kentucky and upstate New York, especially anywhere near like the Great Lake, had a bunch of these wild historical like religious revivals. Like mm. violent, but also like uh like outrage like they would just like sweep in and consume communities with these religious revivals. So if you're in either of those areas, guess what? You have some fun research to do. Basically, the mid-Atlantic, New England, and large swaths of the Midwest had spiritualism movements anywhere Alicia and I's family have been. There wasn't much to do there. But to contact the dead. So and then Appalachia has its own folk magic, which seems to me to be very interested in piss i don't know why
1: i don't know why either
0: and then practitioners of santeria started off being mostly in cuba but have expanded into all of the americas Mm -hmm. so any of those areas around the gulf south america haitian voodoo a practice that used catholicism as a vehicle to preserve west african and central african religions began in haiti and has expanded all over the west indies and central and north america so look at your lineage look at where you're from you do not have to become a spiritualist because your great great grandmother was like in the same areas the foxes. Same sister. book club as the foxes. Exact exactly. exactly. <laughs> and and like you do not have to pee on a nail if you are from West Virginia. You don't have to do any of these things. But although I would say you should
1: try and let us know.
0: And how does it go? Let me know how it goes. Does it doesn't work? But spreading all of this information out and seeing if anything resonates with you, um, like there's a level of like spiritual research that you're doing that not a lot of people do. I think one of the things that was really enlightening to me is like realizing how many of the women in my family were really interested in kind of these fringe religious movements mm-hmm. that were very extreme, but also really focused on family. So like Mormonism, the Quakers. The Quakers. And then the other one. was the other one? They come to your door. Oh, the missionaries, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh and the Jehovah's witnesses, like all of these are women seeking something. And like the more that I've looked into the Quakers, the idea is that like, God is not like out here, mm-hmm. no, I believe in God. but like God, but God is a woman and she's on my side. But like, so <laughs> like God is out, we all think that God is out here and, um, they're like up to stuff and they're doing things. And the Quakers whole idea is that like, no, like God is actually like in here inside our bodies, inside our souls, and it, like, connects each of us. And every time, like, we interact with people, it's, like, God interacting with itself and it's, like, having this human experience and that the light, and light is very big in Quakerism, like, that the light of God is, like, the thing that, like, consumes all of us. Mm -hmm. And, like, that is, like, such a moving concept to me and was, like, so huge in, like, my ability to, like, relate to other people that it's, like, you are not like divorced from me we are actually like the same essence like having a human experience and we're having two separate experiences which is why we have like different perspectives but Mm -hmm. like you are me and i am you and we are all together
1: i love that that's beautiful and also they let women speak up in church
0: that's amazing
1: and i also i really enjoyed our pennsylvania episode yeah because i have mostly german ancestry but i don't know anything about it my family's been in america since they fucking brought the boats over you know old german old old german but it was interesting to see like how some of those german superstitions kind of carried over and it was like oh actually that's part of my heritage Mm -hmm. these fucking weird ass people but that was kind of nice because it's something i don't think i ever would have like realized or like looked at my own if we hadn't done an episode on it
0: Mm -hmm. so i loved it And I think that that's very American in the sense that, like, we are all told to assimilate Mm -hmm. and that, like, I think a lot of people make fun of Americans to be like, well, I'm 15% this and I'm 12% this. But, like, for many of us right now in this generation whose families have been here a while, we are, like, abandoned babies on a doorstep. We do not know where we come (laughs) from. Our parents, you know what our parents did? They watched The Truman Show. Yeah. And then they um, had class rings, and that's their heritage. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, there's something about being like, I'm going to try and access this yeah. again.
1: Or to be like, oh, Oktoberfest, that's for Germans. But even that, I'm like, I don't really connect to that, and I don't know anything about that, yeah. you know.
0: So moving on in our witchy starter pack, I want to really hit on intention setters. Mm-hmm. So baby witches, what changes the mood for you? What sets the tone? What holds your focus? So people will be like, crystals candles magical salt lamps like all that is fine and it's good and it's wonderful and i'm happy for you but i really want you to consider your own inclinations. so things that remind me is she looking at you she's licking me i have to keep moving my hands (laughs) she loves you so much dolly's here so things that remind me of my witchcraft are a red burning candle yes has to be read sultry It. there's something about it, its energy it's sexual mm-hmm. it's powerful I really love wearables but one in particular that I often come back to is an onyx necklace that you and I bought at witch fest like that taps me into my witchcraft more than anything else I could wear oh I love that and then um you know l- little things that you do throughout your day like little moments like little movements like little expressions of consciousness. So when I stir my coffee, I'm stirring up that cream, that sugar, you know, it's like I'm always three to the right Mm -hmm. for manifestation, three to the left for banishing. And it's all about like the energy that I want to bring into the day and the energy that I'm trying to expel.
1: I love that. Yeah, no, I'm very into intention setting too. Like my notebook, I try to like write out like what do I want for this day? What do I want? What am I seeking for this day? Like I'm very into that. It's all about personal power and like manifesting your own power. I love candles that are purchased with intention. I love it when you go to a little witch shop and they're like, "Oh, we've already put the intention in it." And I'm like, "That's what I want, baby. I want this candle. You did the magic, I'm making the purchase. Support small businesses. It's great." And I also just love like when you can take a second and be in nature. And just hear the birds chirp, like feel the grass. Like I think that's lovely. Mm -hmm. It's just a way to like connect and then you can just kind of really see the magic that's all around us. Exactly. I think that's so special.
0: The magic, it can be anywhere Mm
1: -hmm. and it can
0: be in that really big thing that you buy at the witchcraft store, but it can also be anywhere. My giant Satan dildo. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Of course. The chair is alive. The chair is alive. But I think something that's also can be so important when you're starting your witchcraft journey is if you can find a community, even if you want to be a solitary witch, I think you can come to a community, talk what works, what doesn't work, or like even just be invested in what other people are manifesting, like what other people like, want? What are we trying to attain? What questions do we have? I think just finding some kind of community is so helpful. And you can just pop in and out. Like, you don't really have to stay that long, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
0: Our Discord is so good. Our Discord is so good. Um, But besides that, baby witches, you really don't need anything else. You just need you. You need you because you are the magic. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent though. You really don't need to buy a bunch of rocks if you don't want them. You don't need to buy a tarot card deck if you don't want it. Um, You don't need to wear a pentagram or eat a horse heart. You can literally live your fucking life and be a witch. If you want these things, I want you to have what you want. Of course. But I think one of the things that I've really learned over the past five years is that you've got to go at your own pace. Mm-hmm. Witchcraft magic, it comes at you. When it's ready, you need to allow yourself to make mistakes. Yeah. Be humble. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like you need to, it's okay to make a mess and then clean up your mess when you are ready and how you are ready. And then always, um, always have water nearby if you're lighting a candle <laughs> because we do not want anybody to. We don't want those moms yeah. to come at us. Also, what, well, we're, we had five rules. It was like cleansing ground, have a... I don't know, have your rocks, have some herbs, have a discord. We didn't have a discord back then. We didn't. Trust nobody. Everybody's trying to sabotage you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so this has been the reprisal. Oh At least, is gosh. there anything else you want to tell the baby witches in the past five years? What have you learned about witchcraft other than, you know, this? Twa, twa. I
1: twa, think twa, it's twa. just about you doing you, you know? It is. And fuck the rest. Yeah. Fuck the haters. Yeah i didn't learn that from the past five years i've always known that in my heart
0: also another thing that i learned the jews are not up to stuff (laughs) and you need to leave them alone people have been really anti-semitic for a long time and so many like religious movements have been like and Mm -hmm. then the cabal and it's like oh god damn it Aleister
1: crowley yeah just leave them alone take a breath do the New York thing. Mind your own damn business. Mind your fucking business. That's it. Close your shades. That's all we want.
0: And because that's all we want, it's now time for which is in the news oh I've been
1: waiting for the news I did not realize that you made that doo-doo-doo sound in our very first episode Mm -hmm. that's crazy Isn't that nuts that is I thought it came like a few episodes later that's so
0: much fun I think we did that and then I was like no I'm gonna write a song and so then I did ukulele and then Uh um and then we were like and then I moved to boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo and it just never hit right yeah it's a doo-doo-doo it's a doo-doo-doo But Alicia. And you nail it each time. Bless. Thank you.
1: Mm -hmm. So we're doing an end of 2022 roundup for our witches in the news. Because, you know, Tara and I took December off. We got to relax. We got to just chill. I didn't take any days off. But the news was hopping in December. So it's worth a look back in this episode. So that next episode, we can just keep going forward.
0: Yeah. What's up? What's going on? What's
1: up? First on our agenda, the United Nation Funds Major Witch project. This is good news, okay? This is good news coming from bad news. The United Nations is funding an international project to investigate the long-term effects and possibilities for reconciliation following the notorious witch hunts in Gambia by former president Yahya Jammeh. The campaign of witch hunts was carried out in 2009 by a group of witch hunters. This campaign resulted in detention of hundreds of people. Accused of being witches, during which they were subject to beatings, rape, and various other forms of degrading treatment, reparations of a little over four million dollars for big ones have been ordered for the victims of the witch hunt and others victimized during Jamae's presidency. And so, just a fun fact about Jamae, he is actually kind of like the ultimate villain. He's pretty bad, actually. He's Lex Luthor. He was accused of having stolen millions of dollars to fund a life of luxury, which he denies, and in addition to charges of corruption and human rights violations, he was also accused of raping a number of young women, of Jesus. course, which he denies as well. They always do. But I did see in a little documentary on YouTube that Jame did believe that he could cure AIDS due to being a miracle worker, and he said it on film so that one cannot be denied.
0: Wait, wait, wait. So did he lay hands upon people? Like, how do you... How did I think he... that
1: was it. He was just trying to, like, witch it out of them almost. But then he has a witch hunt. Isn't that crazy? That's fucking insane. So wait, did his government so orchestrate it? Eventually, yes. So he became a president slash dictator.
0: Oh, so just a fighting dictator. dictator,
1: but with the term president. So he was finally voted out, like multiple years later like had a very 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 long term but he had a lot of human rights violations along the way cool cool yeah great all right cool our next story is about belief in witches worldwide so there was a new article out that belief in witchcraft around the world like how many people believe in witchcraft still varies but a new pew center poll has discovered that four in ten people believe in witches What concept of witches? Well, that is the question. Because for this concept, it was all about the belief that someone can harbor supernatural abilities that can harm others.
0: Okay. So So the bad witch. So a witch. A
1: witch. She a witch, Exactly. And this research for the Pew Center survey was done between 2008 and 2017. So they spent that time doing this. 140,000 people across 95 countries and five continents were asked a series of questions related to their belief in magic. What were the two continents that they did not ask? Antarctica. Fuck Australia. Who are we asking? Maybe not Australia. I don't know. That's a good question. But the penguins were not surveyed. No. And, and- someone else was not as well. <laughs> Who knows? And their questions would be like, do you believe in the evil eye or that certain people can cast curses or spells and make bad things happen? So they kind of went with an angle, which is kind of interesting if this started in 2008 because I feel like that might have been more where people were talking about like Wicca. We weren't talking about like witchcraft really. Mm -hmm. So on one hand, it's like, what a silly little poll you did. This is silly
0: yeah this I mean the culture of 2008 to 2017, at least on the internet, that's eons apart. yeah,
1: exactly. those are totally different things. So it's like Paris Hilton versus what now?
0: what like uh I'm trying to think it of has to be someone younger
1: that we don't even know, you know it's crazy. The research showed varying beliefs in malevolent witchcraft across the country. So, for example, 9% of people in Sweden believe in malignant witchcraft, whereas 90% of people in Tunisia believe in it. Holy shit. And so that kind of also, we get to look at, oh, where you cannot be called a witch, where being called a witch is a bad thing. You can kind of see it throughout the survey. And their research found that, Women, urban residents, and younger people were more likely to believe in witches, but it also found that people who believe in witchcraft are less likely to have a higher education and comfortable economic status, however, by not much. There is a difference, but it's not even that big of a difference. It's about a 6 to 7% difference between people who are in a very good economic situation versus those in a very bad economic situation.
0: That is fascinating.
1: It was also found that those who are more religious tend to believe in malevolent witchcraft more than those who are casually religious or not religious at all. Casually religious was my term. (laughs) We should also note that although this information is very interesting, the survey did not occur in India or China, who have roughly 2.8 billion people collectively. So we're definitely not seeing any of the perspectives of Indian or Chinese people in this survey. And there have been a lot of stories of witches in the news, specifically in India and Jharkhand, about witches and, like, accusations of being a witch.
0: Yeah, uh, totally. So
1: it is interesting. It's like, okay, you spent all this time, you spent nearly a decade doing this, and you don't even hit every country like how hard is it to send out like a Google survey? Yeah, also I India's, mean those didn't exist really in 2007,
0: 2008, but, but. T- 2015, I know, I right? was on SurveyMonkey all the time. Uh college people being like, "Hey, can you fill this out for my speech class?" Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, it's like you don't even have the excuse of being like COVID if it was like from 2000 what, 8 to 2017, 17. like yeah. there's that's plenty of time. India is super connected to the internet, like so what I, I know, had. it's like okay,
1: we just got a little lazy or lost our funding at the end. Something happened here. We got we got tired. We got tired. And our last story is about Argentinian
0: soccer witches. Okay, okay. So did you watch the World Cup? Of did course you? I did. I watched the actual. Well, I I don't watch shit. Huh? Like, Surprise! Do you want to know about me? Mm-hmm. Is that I love the drama of soccer. Any sport. Mm -hmm. Anytime someone's like an underdog. Anytime someone is um, accused of allegations. Anytime someone... um, You turn on the TV. That's where I am. Mm -hmm. And so I do love soccer and I love when people go, ole, 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 ole. It's the best thing, Dolly.
1: It's pretty great. So, of course, one of the biggest end of 2022 events was the World Cup, Sports. Great. Mm-hmm. Sports. Colors. Uh, flowers. Boo-boo Magali Martinez, a part-time babysitter and full-time witch, was watching the match between Argentina and Saudi Arabia and saw that the Argentinian soccer player, Lionel Messi, was scuffling on the soccer pitch. So to her, it looked like he was afflicted with the evil eye because he was like their golden boy. Yes. Oh my gosh. And she's just like, how could he be fucking up right now? This is the big leagues, baby. She did some quick witchcraft. She focused intensely on Messi, began repeating a prayer, and drizzled a bit of oil into a bowl of water. If the oil remained dispersed, he was safe. If it collected, he was cursed. And guess what? It collected. (gasps) Who cursed him? We don't know. It could be anyone. This is the big leagues, It could be me! Exactly. Magali went on Twitter and asked for the help of other witches across Argentina. And a thousand people shared her tweet, many proclaiming that they were also witches and would be willing to help Lionel. After that match, several witches started a WhatsApp group to instruct other witches on how to help the national team. Very cute, honestly. Some like grassroots witchcraft over here. They called it the Argentine Association of Witches or La Brujaneta. At first, they had 10 people on the WhatsApp group, then 300, and within a week, they had 25,000 witches. Wait, on a WhatsApp? On a WhatsApp? I would leave that group. That's way too many people. That'd be on permanent mute for me. Oh my God. Can you imagine how fast that chat is going? A Crazy. Ping, 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 ping. The witches said their main focus was to use rituals to absorb negative energy from Argentina's players and exchange it with good energy because they're thinking... All of the other witches from all around the world—they want their teams to win too, so they could be hexing our team. So we gotta like expel this and just give them the good shit, you know.
0: This is so. In Mm -hmm. the first episode, the first witches in the news was about the Kavanaugh hex. Oh yes, and then the Catholic priest counter exorcism, and then the witch counter counter hex. This is exactly what's happening. It history is repeating itself. It
1: always does. And guess what, guys? Argentina did really well. So well that they made it to the finals against France. And days before the final match, the La Brujunetas were hard at work. They are working so hard that week before. And what happened? Argentina won. They and and he deserved it. They secured their third World Cup title after having lost for the last 36 years.
0: And then did you did you watch how they won? No. So the way that they won. Mm-hmm was um, like a shootout. So they go into overtime, right? Yeah. They've had these like wild upset goals. Mm -hmm. And the shootout to win the game is literally, they go team by team, France, Argentina, France, Argentina, and they just have to shoot at the goal. Mm -hmm. And if the goalie misses, they get a point. And if the goalie catches it, they don't get a point. So it was just like every fucking team member on this fucking team has to shoot at this goal and the first one to five wins. Wow. And it was like the amount of pressure, the entire world watching you be like, and the distance barely the length of this room. Yeah. So you're looking at the goalie from France and you're like, I have to get it. I have to shoot. And like people talk about how that's like luck or whatever, but another Part of it is like psychology. Mm -hmm. And I think the third part of it is witchcraft.
1: That's magic, baby. That is magic. And just using like the positive, like collective to like infuse that into people. Mm -hmm. That's how shit gets done. That's how shit gets done. Witchcraft. Witchcraft won the World Cup. And this has been Witches in the News. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Now let's put 2022 behind us. God bless. And move on. To the spell, which today is going to be our little manifestation corner.
0: All right. You're going to make me do something I don't want to do.
1: Oh, my God. I love this. This is like my favorite thing every year. Like, this is why we keep renewing seasons. (laughs) So you can put me. Put you on the spot. On the stand, really. That's
0: all I want. Judge, your honor. She has not.
1: New year, new me, same me. I don't give a fuck. But I want to know how you did okay. with your New Year's resolution last year. Let's start with year. you. If you're going okay.
0: to make me eat this cake, you're going to eat it too. I'm going to so, eat it. Alicia. Yes. Last year, what were your New Year's resolutions? So my New Year's resolution was to be the best
1: 30-year-old version of myself. So eating healthy, working out, being creative, being productive, all scheduled out. And I called each – like work day was kind of like a school day. And, you know – I feel like I did pretty well, actually. I made it broad enough to succeed as long as I wasn't doing nothing, you know? Mm -hmm. But I feel like I did a really good job and I had to like kind of come to terms that some days just need to be fun and some days you're just not going to get anything done and like kind of let that be okay. Mm -hmm. But it was funny when I turned 31, I was like, oh shit, this doesn't apply to me anymore. (laughs) I'm not – I can't be my best 30-year-old version. That's unfair. (laughs) That's not fair. No, I still kept it up and, you know. But I think it was kind of like, I guess, looking at it, finding that like discipline that I needed. And I think I did incorporate more eating healthy. Like I did work out and being creative. I was probably the most creative last year than ever.
0: Uh, I mean, you blasted off again. It was amazing.
1: Productive. Was great for creativity. Might not have been productive in other ways, but I feel like it was all pretty good.
0: So I would say I, I did a relatively good job. I mean, if it's a school day, what grade would you give yourself? In the first
1: semester, she would get an A+. In the second semester, she'd probably get a solid B. <laughs> a high B. It, it, Autumn's just always really crazy. For mm-hmm. us, though. Mm-hmm. So it's harder to, like, balance everything. we got, like, a lot of birthdays. All the trips seems to, like, stack up in autumn through, like, yeah. December. 100. But, you know, that's okay. That's all part of it. So, job well done, Alicia. Hell yeah. All right, Tara. What were your New Year's
0: resolutions and how did you do? Ugh, don't make me say it. Okay, so one of my New Year's resolutions, I, I had two. Mm-hmm. Um, which was do one thing every day that's in alignment with my dream life. So like this could be like more connecting with friends, um, feeling fulfilled socially and emotionally, like do one thing for myself every day. And I distinctly remember Tammy being like, that sounds really hard. And I was like, how dare you not believe in me? (laughs) One of the things that I did at the very beginning of the year was create like a budget and – Um, kind of like this arc that I wanted for myself for the year Mm -hmm. because I'm like a quadruple Capricorn I'm very much about the material things that I can do everything has to exist in the world and so doing that and kind of like budgeting out okay this is how much I'm allowed to spend on my studio practice this is like one thing I'm gonna do every week for my studio practice like these are my goals. I got a planner that I used entirely throughout the entire year that I emailed the woman on Etsy and said, this changed my life.
1: Wow. And you know what she did? Sent me a free planner. Fuck yeah. That's what you got to do.
0: You got to just email That's, these companies. You just got to tell people how great they are. So um, I would say in that aspect of like a woman that is in control, I was very on top of. I would say also the first semester, I was probably a solid B student as like <laughs> my- my dream life, spiritually, socially, all these other things, you know, career-wise, I was a, probably a solid maybe BB minus. B-, and then by the end of the year, I just like evaporated. Yeah. I disintegrated. And I really credit like you giving me the Artist Way book with kind of like realigning myself. Oh. Um, the other thing that I had was one alcoholic beverage a day. If I change this to be more mindful about my alcoholic intake mm-hmm. – I would have done great at this. One alcoholic beverage a day, maybe not.
1: Yeah. I think we joked about it too, where I was like, I mean, you're just at an
0: event and you have one and it's the gateway to two. It's so bad. It's so <laughs> bad. You have one glass of wine. You never know what to do with your hands. No. But I think I was really good about being very mindful about the fact that I'm having the second one. No, that's good though. But baby, what are your New Year's resolutions for this year? What are we manifesting? Where are we going? Who are we seeing? The word? Of the year. Oh, let me write it down. The word <laughs> of the year is...
1: Abundance.
0: <gasps> abundance. It's a good word. Okay, tell me why and how and where and who. So we're thinking more...
1: Because, you know, I try to make it broad enough that I can win. Mm-hmm. I will always want to win a New Year's resolutions because I can't feel bad next year. <laughs> but abundance being like more abundant thinking. Because I think this was a problem... It's a problem being an artist. Mm-hmm. And it's a problem being any person who just survived a global pandemic. 100. Is you start to think, this is life and this is it. Mm-hmm. And it's never going to get better. Mm-hmm. And it's all completely out of my control. Mm-hmm. So abundance thinking is all about, no, bitch, fucking Ellie Golding, anything can happen. <laughs> That's what we're here for, you know? Yeah.
0: There's enough.
1: There's enough. There is enough. And I think, it just became hard when, you know, we started this podcast. We were both pretty poor. I was
0: incredibly poor. I would have $20 at the end of the month, and these men would not buy drinks for me.
1: <laughs> so I was paying for their drinks. No, I believe that. I believe that. I was eating fucking 99 cent ramen. No, it was, it was 50 cents. God bless. I was yeah. able to get two with my dollar. But it's hard to brush danger like that and being like, I don't know how I'm going to like live and then trying to get out of that mindset. Mm -hmm. And then you have a pandemic that literally decimates jobs and now you're being told there's no work, there's nothing out there, Mm -hmm. everyone's doing the same thing and you're just like, this will probably get better one day. (laughs) Just trucking along because if anything, hey, your grandkids are going to love that you lived through a pandemic. You've got a fucking story. Mm But I think it's just the idea of don't let yourself narrow your options, and to provide more energy of just like abundance, anything can happen. Yeah, shit's good. So that's what I'm going into this year with.
0: Love that. Thank you. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Well, that's the opposite of my New Year's resolution.
1: There is nothing out there. We are a sinking ship. This is the Titanic. It's the iceberg. There's not enough room on the shore. <laughs> <It's> the end. <laughs> You are all revelations all the time. Oh my we got to get God, out of here.
0: The trumpets. Oh, <laughs> how they sing. Yes. What is yours? Okay. So I want to share something with you. I'm really proud of it. Okay. So I have two New Year's resolutions because I like to have two. Mm-hmm. My first one is called Cut the Fat. Oh. But it's P-H-A-T, Cut the Fat. It's an acronym oh. for cut. People, habits, and things. Oh
1: shit! She's like, "Guess what? Podcast done.
0: It's not no, no, no. okay." So here's the deal. Okay. Did you make up that by yourself? I literally made it. That up. That is genius.
1: You should trademark that before anyone tm tm tm.
0: Yeah. So cut the fat. The concept of cut the fat is the idea that like so much is layered and attached to you mm-hmm. that is not your own, or that you attach to yourself during a time of crisis. During a time of non-abundance mm-hmm. and um, that these people, habits, and things do not serve you and actually like have nothing to do with you to the point where you actually do not know who you are because you're actually kind of a camel, a conglomeration of things that like other people have put on top of you. You mm-hmm. are a muck. <laughs> on the inside, you are a Pikachu. I love that. The other thing, my other goal is forget my goals. Oh, shit. Okay. So this is my concept (sighs) about Forget My Goals. Okay. So a lot of people have goals. Mm -hmm. Some people don't. I think everybody for the most part has goals. (laughs) Except for idiots. So there's you Mm -hmm. and me and all the other motherfuckers that we grew up with at Carmel High School. Mm -hmm. And all of those idiots had fucking goals. And all of those motherfuckers went to IU and Ball State and Purdue. And they had all these goals. And guess where they are right now? In motherfucking Indiana. They are. They're there (laughs) and they have no prospects and no future. So the idea is, is that we all had the same goal Mm -hmm. and we all believed in that goal. And some of them, some of us, still believe in that goal just as much as we always have. But the actual thing that changes our trajectory is our process and our systems, the Mm -hmm. things that we do every day, the way that we go about it. So my idea is is that if I can divorce myself from my goal and just focus on the things that I do every single day, and I actually think a lot about you is like the way that you, your process of creating films and writing um, screenplays Mm -hmm. is like your goal may be, I'm going to write this screenplay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to write this feature. And that's a mountain in the distance. But you are like, today... I'm not going to write the screenplay. I'm going to uh, actualize a bunch of these characters onto post-it notes. Yeah. And I'm going to put them on my wall. And that's my only job. Every day or maybe every school day, I'm going to do one thing. hmm And that's the system. Yeah. And that's the actual thing that moves you closer to your goal and to your mountain. And those are my two things. I follow that. And
1: so we want to know what are you, baby witch, like what are you manifesting for this year? And, you know, we use this for spells and whatnot, but we also want to use the spell section a few times, not every time, but to check in and kind of be your accountability partners for the year because we want you to succeed. I promise we're not like trying to sell you anything. We do actually, we want the people in our life to succeed and you guys are part of our lives because we've been doing this for so yes. fucking long. which is we are invested in your marriages and your children. <laughs> exactly. So we want to be your accountability partners. So feel free, like DM us, write in the Discord, like what are you manifesting this year? What are your goals for this year? And we're just going to check in every so often because I think that's the main part with New Year's resolutions, where you're like, I have these grand ideas of the next year, and then it's three months later, and you're like, oh, fuck that. Actually. Oh my god. Yeah. But so you just forget and there's no one really to say, hey, how's that going? And we want to be the people who are like, hey, how's that going? We want you to succeed Is it working out for you. And also, if you don't have a resolution right now or not feeling up to manifesting anything, pop in next time Mm -hmm. because it doesn't only have to happen in January when everyone else is trying to manifest their dreams as well. This can happen whenever. You can change your life. I genuinely believe this. You can change your life at any point.
0: abundance
1: abundance but you just have to decide to do it like that's the biggest hurdle and Mm -hmm. like actually do it like going Mm -hmm. to the gym you have to like want to do it you know
0: and that has been which yes oh my god season five season five we are in it baby we are in preschool getting ready to be kindergarten oh my gosh we're getting cute little backpacks we're going to oh my gosh the
1: like target back to school <gasps> sale it's like our first back to school sale <laughs> oh my god on my lunchbox it doesn't I match, match. Oh. we would like to thank our producer marcel perez our creative director mallory porter and we'd also like to thank kevin McLeod, whose music we use in the intro and outro of each episode
0: i'm mm-hmm. wise thank kevin We'd also like to thank anyone who's written us an Apple Podcast or Spotify review. Um, subscribe to our channels on Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Please, we need them. Yeah, hit I don't it. often bulk us up, baby. I listen. I gotta. You gotta bulk up. You gotta get that protein mm-hmm. in order to get those muscles. You're and- the
1: protein shake of my life. <laughs>
0: So please head over to Apple Podcasts wherever you listen to us. Give us five stars. Write a review. The review really helps. And um, I'm tired of uh, prostrating myself. (laughs)
1: If you want to find me, Alicia, you can find me on Instagram at Alicia period Herder.
0: And if you want to find me, I'm Tara. You can find me at her lovely face. That's my art Instagram. And if you want to see pictures of uh, food or um, hear me complain about... My commute, you can go to underscore little moss and that is my private Instagram.
1: And we are on Instagram at which yes, share an episode in your stories, tag us and we'll feature you in our stories. We also like memes and you know, shit like that.
0: Oh my God, please. I need to laugh. Yeah. I'm the sad clown. And
1: you can find a link to our discord in our show notes. Like we're not really in charge of it or anything. It doesn't cost any money. It's literally a place where you can go To meet other witches of varying beliefs and find a community. And kiss each other. Yeah, but kiss each other off the Discord, please. (laughs) Keep it PG-13, okay? One kiss. That's it. If you don't like the socials, you can always contact us via email at witchespodcast at gmail.com.
0: And then, of course, baby witches, please send us your listener spells. Yeah. We want to hear about them. What are, you ma- what are you manifesting? What are you doing? What kind of weird fucking shit are you doing with them oils? But besides that, you can also find us on Patreon. $5 Patreon, Witches, and above are getting two extra episodes a month. Plus, they get to ask us questions. Not for this one, because we said... Fuck them. No. We said, what did we say? We said, uh, surprise. And then $10 and above, get access to our close friends list and more. Merch. Goss. Goss?
1: All the goss that we can't talk about on the mainstream. I feel like most of it we talk about on the inst- or on the Patreon.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. That's the goss. You want to hear about high school? <laughs> you want to hear about trauma? You want to hear names? <laughs> you want to hear names first and last? <laughs> Do you want to hear the unbeliefs? <laughs> Um, do you want to watch Alicia and I watch a very scary movie from 1920? <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. It was great. I would love to do more of that. Is there anything else?
1: No, I think that's it. Happy 2023, everyone.
0: And uh, I guess this has been. Which, yes. Bye. Bye. Abundance. Abundance. Abundance.